Hi guys, it's Claire and this is the Fuck the Fads podcast. If you want some company in the pursuit of a healthier, stronger, fitter you, then you've come to the right place. Strap in for stories about my own journey and useful education about how you can improve your health and achieve the goals you've always wanted without fad dieting. Hi guys, welcome to Q&A 2.4. Uh, we are in week two now of the program and you're all doing amazing. I'm loving the group. I'm loving how supportive and wonderful you are of each other. And I just have to say yesterday when Jess was, um, or was it Sunday? It was Sunday when Jess was having a bit of a wobble about um, getting in the gym, like all of the advice and all of the messages from all of you was so lush and Jess well done on like pushing through and getting in the gym and getting it done and now today you've done it again and you're feeling great so we're all super proud of you and for anyone who's not on the shape up program and who's listening to this this is just a classic example of what this group of women is like they are constantly showing up for each other constantly supporting each other and that just like it, group coaching can be so beneficial because of the community aspect that you get from it so if you want in on the next round, you'll have to let me know. Anyway, without further ado, let's jump into this week's questions. So um, we had a question from Tor about why she sweat more with cardio than she does with resistance training. So one thing that you just need to know is that the amount that you sweat is not um, a direct indication of like how kind of how hard you're working necessarily or how much benefit you're going to get from the workout when you do cardio your um heart rate is probably going to be higher slightly um and you're probably going to generate more heat in your body which is then like your body's response to that will then be to sweat when you resistance train particularly if you're training upper body Sorry, I just spat all over my computer. And I don't know if any of you saw that. If you're listening on the podcast, you're welcome. Um, but when you're resistant training, particularly upper body, you are training smaller muscles. So your heart rate is not going to get as high and you're probably not going to generate as much heat and therefore you may not sweat as much. But that doesn't matter. That doesn't mean that it's not beneficial for you and it doesn't mean that what you're doing isn't working. I find personally that when I do my lower body days, I sweat quite a bit because my lower, your like whole posterior chain and your legs are huge muscles compared to the muscles that you have on your upper body. And so you can lift much heavier and therefore you're probably working at a much higher intensity, which is therefore generating more heat and therefore you're going to sweat more. Um, and I definitely sweat much less, if at all, sometimes when I'm doing upper body. And in fact, the gym that I go to is fucking freezing. Um, and in the winter, when I'm doing upper body, sometimes I am actually cold for my whole workout. I mean, like not freezing cold, but like, because when you get into it, you do warm up a bit. But like I have done my whole workout in jumpers before in the winter, like upper body, because because I'm not warm enough. And that doesn't mean that I'm not working hard enough or I'm not working at a high enough intensity for what I'm doing. It's just that like my body isn't generating the heat, if that makes sense. Also, genetics will play a big part in this. Some people will be quite sweaty people 
and will sweat much more and other people will be much less sweaty people and not sweat very much at all but like how much you sweat has no kind of correlation to the effectiveness of the workout um so don't worry about it it doesn't mean that you're really unfit because you were doing cardio like you're really unfit at cardio and you're less unfit at resistance training it just you've just generated a different amount of heat so definitely don't don't sweat it honey uh-huh. see what i did there um the next question was from nikki i believe um if I've got five kilos in each hand, am I then lifting 10 kilos? I'm I'm assuming that you're asking this in terms of like, what should you be recording it as? So essentially it's up to you. What I usually say to all of my clients and what I personally do is if it is a unilateral movement. So if I'm doing single arm bicep curls and I've got five kilos, then obviously I'll record it as five kilos. If I'm doing unilateral movements where I'm moving them at the same time and I've got five in each hand, I will record 10 because um, I'm moving 10 kilos in one go. Obviously, if it's a barbell, you're lifting the whole thing together. So then you'd record the full weight. But I do know lots of people that even with unilateral movements with dumbbells will record just the weight of a single dumbbell because to them that makes more sense. And the next time they come to it, they look at it and say, oh, it's five kilos. So I had five kilos in each hand. Whereas my brain works like, oh, it was five. It was 10 kilos. I had five kilos in each hand, if that makes sense. So essentially, it doesn't really matter as long as you know what you're lifting so that over time you can progress that and try and lift heavier and and heavier and get some progressive overload in. Um, The next question was from Aim. She said about um, Amy Marple, this is, uploading pictures to the app. So with the Shape Up program, we don't do check-ins because this essentially is your check-in. Like any, and any questions that you have, you pop them in the group and I will then coach you from those questions. And I will do that in a combination of like sending you messages in the group and then obviously doing these Q&As. So in terms of pictures and measurements, I don't tend to look at your pictures and measurements unless you ask me to, unless somebody says, I feel like I've made no progress. For example, Chloe, um, I know maybe it was, it might've even been round two now. She was struggling to see the difference and so I went and had a look at her pictures and I put them side by side um and I showed her and I was like look this is this is the difference that you have made so far this is how much progress you've made and she was like oh yeah wow so I will only tend to look at your pictures and your measurements if you have a question or if you're struggling and you need me to coach you around that if that makes sense but I would always advise that all of you do pictures and measurements and put them on the app. You don't have to do them every week. I know some of you will do them at the beginning of the round and at the end of the round, which is quite a nice um, like time to do it. I think a couple of people have done pictures kind of every couple of weeks. Nikki, I know you've done like a few sets of pictures. Um, so whatever works well for you, really, you can do them weekly if you want to. Um, but I would advise however often you do them, 
that you do them because you might think now like I don't want to take a picture of myself because I hate the way I look or I feel really uncomfortable and you can't ever imagine not feeling like that but the pictures you're going to be so glad that you took them a few weeks down the line and the measurements as well when we rely solely on what the scales are saying it's very easy to become disheartened sometimes because the scales aren't going to consistently change all the time and pictures won't consistently change all the time and neither will measurements that's why the more data we have the better we can interpret what's happening to your body and how your body's responding to what we're doing and um the more change you'll be able to see so a combination of daily weigh-ins weekly or two weekly or monthly pictures and again weekly two weekly or monthly measurements are going to be really beneficial for you so if you haven't done pictures or measurements yet fucking do them now because they will be honestly they it will be the best thing that you do and then question number four was we were talking about creatine the other day and the benefits of creatine and amy asked me amy smith asked me if i could talk about the benefits of creatine for menopause so that's what i'm gonna do so i've spoken to you guys about creatine before and about how it can help impact um performance in the gym um and what you're able to do in the gym but also so what happens when you go through the menopause is that you get this big drop in estrogen and that can lead to loss of bone mineral density, um, loss of muscle mass, loss of strength. And of course, it can also lead to like significant changes in um, mood and also cognition. Some women feel or find that like their, their brains don't quite function in the same way. And what creatine has been shown to do is that it's, should been shown to um be like a countermeasure for these things so looking at studies women who have been menopausal and taking creatine and this is the important part and resistance training as well have found an increase in um musculoskeletal size so like muscles around your skeleton um it's had favorable effects on your bones. So it actually has been shown to increase your um, osteoblast cell activity. So basically the cells that produce bones, it's been like that make bone, it's been shown to increase that activity. So that's going to counteract, like as we age, everyone will naturally experience some muscle mass reduction some bone loss because that's just what happens as you get older but creatine has been shown to increase your osteoblast cell activity which will counteract that and it's also been found to have a positive effect on your mood and your cognition as well we don't really know why um probably for most of those things, I'm not talking about effect um, on mood and cognition now, but probably most of those things that um, because you are able to perform with a bit more intensity in the gym, it's going to um, 
make your outcomes better. So it's going to make your workouts more worthwhile. It's going to help you to build more muscle. And all of that is then going to have a positive effect on those other things. And possibly if we're looking at mood and cognition, that maybe if you're able to perform better in the gym with more intensity, that actually that's going to improve your mood because of the release of endorphins that you get when you exercise. If you have a really good workout, you often feel um, really well in terms of your mood afterwards, don't you? And exercise can be a really nice form of almost like therapy uh, because it helps you either it helps you like get out of your head for a little while or it can help you organize your thoughts. Um, and so you might feel like your brain is kind of clearer afterwards. Um, that is just me surmising the reasons why it helps these things. I couldn't find in the research that I looked at, I couldn't find like, it's been shown to have this effect and this is why. It was just that um, the research papers that I looked at, they'd looked at like numerous different studies and all the studies were kind of saying the same thing. Creatine in isolation on its own hasn't been shown um, so far to have these beneficial effects. It is creatine with resistance training, which you're all doing, so that's fine. Um, but one thing that is like consistently said about these research studies is that we need more research about creatine and how it positively impacts women. So creatine monohydrate is like the most probably researched supplement that there is out there. Um, but in terms of researching it from a perspective of how it helps menopause or how, um, what impacts it has on pregnancy or anything like that, they're definitely, they know that there needs to be kind of more extensive research into that now. So hopefully that will be done because on, yeah, the research papers that I looked at, that was like always a recommendation that further research should be done. So hopefully like over the coming years, we'll just know more and more. Um, but this, the stuff that was reported is pretty conclusive that creatine coupled with resistance training will have these positive effects on your muscle mass, your bone density, your mood, your cognition. So take your creatine, do your resistance training. And yeah, and that was all the questions for this week. So, well, so far we are only on Tuesday. So watch this space. I may do another Q and A. Um, is it? Yeah, it's Tuesday. I may do another Q and A towards the end of the week if there are more questions, but thank you so much for all of those. Let me know if any of you need anything and I'll see you very soon. Thank you so much for coming to listen to this episode of Fuck the Fad. This has been a Shape Up Q&A. And if you think, I'm really sorry about all the noise in the background. That is my dog playing with a sock. If you think I want to be in on this group, I want a bit of that. That's a bit of me. I want that kind of support. Then I will be running the next round of this from January. So you have got a little bit to wait, but you can always slide into my DMs on Instagram and I can pop you on the wait list. Keep listening for how and where you can find me and also for the details of my website and I will see you in the next one. If you think you'd like to work with me, if you think that I could help you and you'd like to chat to me, please visit my website coachedbyclaire.com or visit me on Instagram at coached underscore by underscore Claire.